ora koutou and welcome to Primary Matters, an MPI podcast that delves into the things that matter to our primary industries. I'm Carol Stiles and in this podcast I'll be taking a look at what's going on to keep our food and fibre industries thriving and safe. Right now across Aotearoa New Zealand there are huge opportunities to work in the primary industries. In this first series, Get Your Boots On, we're featuring people who have pulled on a pair of boots to kickstart their careers on farms and orchards, in forests and on the sea. So what have they chosen to do? And more importantly, why? Just checking all my oils and making sure I've got no, uh, no bird's nests before I start it up. Because the last thing I want is for the tractor to catch fire or stop working. Because that's never a good day. This is our second biggest tractor in the fleet. Room for two? Matt Peart is in his element. He's in the cab of a 200 horsepower tractor surrounded by dozens of other tractors and large machinery at his workplace, Sims Contractors in Ōtaki. Over winter this tractor usually gets used for um, towing out all our furt spreader trucks or our baleage trucks that get stuck getting baleage out of the paddock during the winter. That's why it is muddle through my cab and there's a tow strip on the back. Yeah, it's usually pretty busy, especially when it's this wet. Usually that job falls on me. Nobody who knows Matt will be surprised at his choice of career. Just wait for it to get a bit warmer. Um, usually it rides a lot nicer. Rides a lot nicer when there's a bit of weight on the back, because we don't have any, like, don't have much on the back at the moment. She's a pretty bumpy ride when it wants to be. Well, growing up, the local contractor actually used to live next door to us, and we used to sneak out and used to climb over the fence and go over to his place, and if he was we had a paddock out the back of his house and if he was working out there, bailing or, or whatever, I used to jump the fence, much to my mother's disgust, and go run out run out there and basically just stand where I was in the way so that he wouldn't have a choice but to pick me up and take me for a ride. And How old were you? Oh, I was probably five or six. And um, ever since then, tractors have just been a, a big part of my life and my grandfather and his uncles back in the day, they were they were quite big contractors and had had quite the empire before the whole um, financial crisis in 1980-something. When I was 9, 10, I told my dad I wanted to be a contractor. And coming from a small town in the South Island, my old man, who's a diesel mechanic, sort of panicked a bit. He thought that that's all we knew there was in the world. So he took us to Aussie. And he wanted us to broaden our horizon and see that there was a, a lot bigger world out there than dairy farming and truck driving and contracting. And um, I promised him when we went over there that I wouldn't wouldn't keep a tunnel vision, that I'd open my eyes up to everything. But um, sort of always in the back of my mind knew what I wanted to do. And as soon as I, we came back home to New Zealand, I went through my level two, finished school as quick as I could. Left school, went straight out dairy farming. 
Back then, that was the only path Matt could see to becoming a rural contractor. However, during the recent COVID restrictions, when skilled workers couldn't come into New Zealand for seasonal work, taster courses were developed to entice Kiwis into the industry. Now, a National Training Council has been set up to develop an apprenticeship-style training system. Matt spent three years preparing for the career he really wanted by working on a dairy farm. used to jump in the jump in the tractor after after milking and I used to go out and and mow paddocks for tomorrow and and all that stuff and much to my boss's disgust he wanted me to go home and get a good night's sleep but I just wanted to play around in the tractors all day. I will always love dairy farming but contracting is just a lot more fun. So he rang a local contractor and told him he really really fancied a job. He gave me a gave me a crack and that was three years ago. What is rural contracting? Rural contracting is basically, we, we basically do any, any jobs that help farmers, to put it bluntly. Um, whether that can be building tracks, building laneways, cleaning ditches to levelling paddocks, putting in crop, um, making hay, making baleage chopping silage, planting maize, chopping maize, stacking silage. Um, we do everything. Even in the winter, sometimes we feed out. So rural contracting is basically just any job that can be undertaken to help help farmers, really. What do you like about it? I don't know. I, I like being a part of something bigger. I like knowing that, this, that if I take that baler out, I bale baleage, that'll feed... That cow, that cow then make milk, which will go to Fonterra, which will get exported, which basically keeps New Zealand ticking along. Like my my missus will attest to it. Um, every time I come home from Aussie, planting wheat and barley and canola, she'll go and make a bit of toast, and I say, "You're welcome for that wheat. I planted that wheat." Or she'll get a get the canola oil out, and I say, "I, I planted that canola." Yeah, I, I feel really proud to be part of agriculture in New Zealand. You know, it's our biggest industry. Matt also likes the challenge of the work. Yeah, there is a there is a huge difference between driving and operating. It doesn't take much to jump in something, work out how to make it go forwards and backwards, and, and get it from A to B. That's that's the easy part. It's being able to tell when something's wrong, when the temperature's too high, or working with an implement on the back and it starts making a funny noise. It's it's all those little tips and tricks. Um, you've got. A lot of oil that you've got to check. You've got a lot of greasing you've got to do, maintaining everything, checking tire pressures. There's a fair bit goes into it. There's also a lot of technology involved in that. A lot of the work that you do is precision agriculture, isn't it? So you're you're using GPS to do your job. Yep, yep. The costs are rising for everything. I mean, you've got diesels incredibly expensive at the moment. So the less times that you have to drive over that paddock, the better. So everyone. So GPS has started to become very big um, in the way that you can drive over that paddock one time and ensure that all your lines are, are perfectly straight and you're doing it the most efficient way possible. When it works, it's, it's, it's awesome. It really is. Yep. Contracting will take you around the world. I mean, I've got mates... They're currently in Ireland, Canada, America, Australia, the UK. I've got mates that have been to Germany, been to Holland. And back home 
in New Zealand you can do you can do anything. You can go from contracting to selling tractors, being a, um, a FERT rep. The possibilities are what you make it, really. What's the pay like? The pay is pretty good, but yeah, again, it, it comes down to hours. I mean, the more you want to work, the more you get paid, really. The Rural Contractors Association says there are hundreds of opportunities for workers in New Zealand, especially for those with a proven track record. A new industry initiative, the Hands-On Jobs Programme, is opening doors for people like Matt in New Zealand and overseas. It's basically a diary, so at the end of each day I log what I've done for the day, so I might have spent half the day baling, half the day putting in crops, so I'll, I'll put that in, and what it does is basically stores it. At the end of the season it, it basically makes you a resume, takes out all the, all the exaggeration that a lot of people do, and you basically get, okay, I was mowing for 120 days last season, I was baling for 40 days, I was doing this, I was doing that. Then if you're looking to move on next season, you just pass that on to your next employer. Minimises the risk for employers employing someone that claims that they can drive everything when you've got a sheet of paper that says, yeah, I drove that machine for 100 days last season, I can drive it. When I started, I'll wholeheartedly admit that I thought, oh yeah, this is just another bit of paperwork, I'm going to have to do timesheets and this at the end of the day. But yeah, I've, I've been over to Aussie and I've given this report to um, employers in Australia and said, you know, here you go, this is what I've done, and they just absolutely love it. Yeah, it's helped me get a few jobs over there. And when you say you write things down, you're not actually using a pen and paper, are you? You're nah. plugging info into your phone or into a laptop. Yep, yep, it's all all online, all multi-choice, so you don't have to do much, much thinking or much writing of your own. For the two minutes it takes at the end of the day, it's well and truly worth it. He says anyone who thinks they might be interested in rural contracting should just give it a go. If you show you're keen, everybody responds well. Everybody responds well to it. And if you show up to a contracting yard and you go, hey, I'm, I'm really keen, like I don't know what I'm really doing, but I'm keen, they're not going to judge you negatively for that. They're only going to give you a, a go. I mean, the worst, the worst that can happen is that after the end of the season, you go, oh, that was hard, or don't know if I want to do another one. Then maybe I'll have a look at dairy farming or I'll have a look at sheep and beef. Give it a crack. That's, yeah, that's the best thing I can tell anybody. You sound as though you're pleased with your choice of career. Oh, I love it. After that first season, I knew that contracting is what I wanted to do the rest of my life. I love my drilling. I love putting in crop. If I go out and put in, put in a crop of uh, kale or chicory or something, I'll, um, I'll drive back around there in my in my wagon a week or two later in my own time after I finish work and just just see what it's like because I love love driving into a paddock that's got absolutely nothing in it and coming back a few weeks later and seeing it all green and going yep I did that and seeing perfectly straight lines sometimes you don't but more often than not you do seeing perfectly straight lines and going yep no I did a good job there and, and it's, it's sort of like a, a pat on the back really to see that you've done a good job yeah and he has done a good job Last year, Matt was named the North Island's Trainee Rural Contractor of the Year. Yeah, I won $3,000 to go towards training and upskilling that was actually funded by MPI. And yeah, I've just started studying my diploma in primary industry business management in the sort of hope that it'll help me towards owning my own business and starting my own contracting business, my own little empire. 
it wasn't really until I won that award that that my old man sort of sort of realised what what goes into it. it. It's not just you know oh yeah guesswork and and all that. It's there's, there's actually a lot of science and a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience and and that that goes into farming and and contracting and yeah it wasn't wasn't until I won the award that that my family sort of realised that it's a, it's, it's a career choice. It's quite cool to know that your your career is actually keeping the country's main industry running. You know, without without us, agriculture would grind to a halt, really. Matt Peart. If you want to learn more about opportunities in rural contracting or other roles on farms, orchards, vineyards, forests or on the sea, hop on to the Opportunity Grows Here website and see if there's a job there made for you. I'm Carol Stiles and you've been listening to Get Your Boots On, a series in MPI's Primary Matters podcast. Kia pai te ra.